Friday, the 30th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. And Shane, of course, you're a rock star yourself. Of course, former sports star, six and out. There is a rumour circulating that you are, well... You're going to be mixing with some big names today. Well, listen, I've been sworn to secrecy, Tim, mm. so I can't say, but but one of our clients... Well, just tell me, just tell me. Yeah, well, one of our clients is hosting a function at a, at a I might say, a secret venue, and um, we might be hanging with a certain rock star called Robbie. So I'll, I'll just wow. say that, yes, RW. So we'll wait and see, mate. Come but, and uh, my oh, yes. <laughs> All right, well, whatever you do, you have a wonderful time and say good day to Robbie for me. Yep. It's Friday, that means we'll be talking NRL with Shadwick at the big grand final on Sunday. We'll have a chat with Luca Muller, of course, about the grand final. Sorry, Shana, we have to touch on that. And all the EPL action. Hi, Vince Sorrenti here. Go the mighty Parramatta Eels in the 2022 Grand Final. And a shout-out to you, Nathan Cleary. I just downloaded your details from the dark web and bought a house in your name. But, hey, don't let me put you off your game. Go, Parra. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. This is Alex Cullen from Channel 9. Come on, para. I know you can do it. Go, para. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails... Head to District Brasserie in Sydney's CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Hi, this is Luke Prittis. From the 2003 Penrith Panthers Grand Final winning side. Just love to give a big shout out to the 2022 Penrith Panthers team. Good luck for the Grand Final and bring home the trophy again. Go Panthers. It's Friday. I love this. Shadwicker, Brisbane comedian, rugby league lover. So, so passionate. Shad, it's grand final time. How cool. Oh, mate, it's great. What a great weekend ahead of us. Um, thank you so much for coming back onto the show, Tim. I know I had to fill in because you, <laughs> you needed to go out on your yacht again. Someone's got to keep My yacht. Keep well, who's feeding happy. you this information? It's made of matchbox sticks. No, it's fine. No, I get it. You know, you've got to check in on the chef. I get it. That's oh, fine. I'll leave the stuff you make up for the stage, <laughs> will you, please? <laughs> all truths, all, all facts, mate. Never oh, fiction. Um, but, Alan Bond. Uh, mate, looking yeah. forward to the weekend, the uh, Rugby League Grand Final. I'll tell you what, though, the NRL needs to pull their head out of the sand and bring back mm. some good entertainment. We've had years of COVID, mm. and then the entertainment for the Grand Final is Barnsley. <laughs> like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? They, they love the world Barnsley out, don't they? Mate, it's, it's, a battle, it's a battle of the West, mate. Come on. Oh, I don't think battle. I think I think they need to walk back into the West. No one in the West is listening to Barnsley anymore, mate. <laughs> it's all hip hop, mate, or as what, you guys would like to call it, the hippity hop or whatever. Yeah, um, the hilltop kids. Let's get them out there. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a bit of a disappointment, I feel like. But what a game we're going to have uh, ahead of us. Um, but it, seeing as this is probably going to be our um, 
last NRL chat together. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we want to see how Shad Stradamus did for the rugby league season? Yeah, go through it. I'm I'm interested, Shad. How how did we go? Let's let's go through them. Yeah, cast your mind back to when I made my bold predictions for the year. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll go through them for you and then you guys can react accordingly to which ones I got right or wrong, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Brisbane Broncos will finish uh, seventh. Ding dong, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was wrong. Um, but uh, that's all right. That's Nine. fine. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, Raiders and the Knights will both win under 10 games. Well, the Knights did. Yeah. The Raiders, they, they won 15. They won but 15, hey, yeah. 50 50, mm. that's a pass mark, I reckon. Okay. Give that a ding. Yep. That's yeah, a ding. Absolutely. You're on the board. Um, Tom Trebojevich will, will uh, score more tries than the competition points of the sixth-place team. That was incorrect. He uh, didn't play. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, that's fair. Uh, all right, I'll take that one on the chin. Um, okay, two coaches will be sacked before round 21. Well, we had three or four sacked before round 21. Yes. Well, you nailed that. You- Maguire, Barrett. <laughs> uh, Nathan Brown, yeah. Nathan Brown. You got there in a canter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do I know that one? Um, Tonga will win the World Cup. Obviously, that is not happening yet, even though the NRL is doing their best to ruin our chances with the suspension of Tom Lola. But anyway, we won't get into it. Um, uh, Melbourne Storm will finish in the top two. Jeez, it was getting close. But they didn't even make the top four. Um, so that one didn't quite win. <laughs> I've got two more left. One was the, by the end of week eight, the Warriors will be in the top eight. Where now, were they? I think they were. It's been listed here by producer Dan that it was no, but I'm pretty sure they were in the top eight mm. at the end of – damn it, Dan. <laughs> I thought I was going to sneak in a win there. Um, but my favourite prediction, because you guys laughed at me, you guys thought, oh, there's this no way he's cooked it. He's been he's been smoking too much in his <laughs> off-season. There's no <laughs> way this is going to happen. Five out of the top eight teams will be animal mascots. Ladies and gentlemen, list them. Panthers, Sharks, Rabbitohs, Roosters, and the Eels. He's yeah, the greatest well ever to it. Well done, Shadwick. Very good, now, mate. Now, let's go to our arbitrary judge here. Shane Lee, of course, 45 one-day internationals from Australia, rock star. Shane... What do you give Shad out of 10 for his fearless predictions, his well, Nostra Shadness? I'm giving him 8 out of 10. I reckon he's pretty Ooh. close there on a lot of them. I think that the big shock there was, and I think I would have got it wrong too, was uh, Trebojevic, um, not even getting close. He had a – we did say at the start of the season it would be hard for him to back up and have as good a season he did the year before, but I think injury got in the way of him. But uh, every, everything else is pretty damn close, Shad. So 8 out of 10, mate. Well done. Thank you very much. And, Tim, yep. any nice words you would like to say? Uh, be nice. Oh, mate, I, 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 I want to applaud your enthusiasm. <laughs> I want to applaud <laughs> and your creativity. I'll just give a score for creativity because I thought the mascot one was a ripper. Yep. So you get 9.5 out of 10 on creativity. We'll accentuate the positives. How's this grand final going to go, mate? Look, I'm really looking forward to it. I know that you know not everyone's agreeing with my view, but I just think Parramatta could get this done. Penrith obviously are the favourites. They're a machine-like football team that uh, sort of in the middle of a dynasty, but this 1-13, to 13, this is their chance too because they're losing players, but they, when they click, are... Uh, out of the bag, Parramatta. Yeah, I mean, look, we kind of touched on this earlier in the week as well. Mm. I mean, everyone wants to bang on the idea about, oh, I love the trope at the moment where they're just like, oh, mate, Parramatta, they're such a momentum team. Mm. Oh, they're a momentum team. Every team's a momentum team. <laughs> Shut mm, up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, that is how mm. the game works, dude. Um, I, I think that I would... But they've just... They, I, I'm not touching on any momentum. I just think they've got... 
They've got enough players who are very, very good. You look at Lane, you look at yeah. Regan Campbell-Gillard, you look at Paulo, you look at Papa Leahy, you look at Moses and Gutherson, Sivo on the way. They've got a football team that can win the game. Yeah, I, I think, well, they've proven it. I mean, they're the most, they're mm. the, uh, out of everyone in the competition, they've had the most success against Penrith over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the last game they played each other, they got a bit pumped in the second half, but they didn't have Moses. Uh, and they were only really down one point at half time. So I mean, they they're, they're a side that seems to step up when it comes to playing Penrith. Um, they did a really good job to come back against the Cowboys, but it's the same kind of thing that the same attitude we had with the Rabbitohs taking on Penrith, where it was like, hey, you cannot let a Penrith side get ahead or let like get back into the game the way South did to the to the Sharks. That like South really let other teams get an opportunity to come back. I mean, Parramatta let the the Cowboys get ahead. It was like 20 to 12 until the last 15 minutes. I think if you give Penrith a lead, one thing they've proven is is once they get 13, 14 in front, they yeah, are just going to keep going. So yep. I, I don't think you're going to get the slowdown. The, 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 the theme of the game is always the same. You need a pressure, Nathan Cleary. The kicks yep. need to be disrupted nearly every single time, and then you just need to work out the rest. You know what I mean? You need, like, to, hide. You need to hide Wunga Blake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like I think you're right. I reckon it could be a tight one. I've been kind of umming and ahhing about who I think would win. I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Parramatta win because it's nice to watch a record break. You know what I mean? That would be exciting. On the other side, Penrith could be the first time, first team to win all grades of footy barring the NRLW in yeah. uh, one season, which would be absolutely phenomenal as well. My bold prediction, though, may not seem too bold, but I'm actually going to say Penrith by six. Okay. And I think any time uh, try scorer, Viliami Kikau. Okay. What do you reckon, Shane? I reckon um, I reckon Moses is the nephew of Benny Elias. In the grand <laughs> yeah. final, Benny Elias for the, says, Orange is going to come down to Golden Point and Moses is going to go for the field goal and he's going to hit the crossbar. He's going <laughs> he's to miss out like his uncle did. <laughs> and then, and then Cleary's going to kick one from about fifty out, a field goal to, to Ooh, win the grand final. Wow! Yep. Oh, yeah, and, and for those, just to give a bit of historical perspective on that, it was the nineteen eighty nine grand final, <laughs> one of the most final grand, famous grand finals of all time, if not the most famous. Benny Elias hit the crossbar. Steve Jackson, this unlikely Red Rooster shop owner in North Queensland, now or something <laughs> I think now scored a try, and Canberra got the chocolates. I think that. The Parramatta side will get home by five. So there wow. we have it. We, um, we're, um, I, I think either way, it's a great grand final. And I think if Parramatta do win, you won't get within 10K of the league's club. It will oh, be mate. off its head. And if they lose, get out of Sydney. Oh, my God. If, they, yeah. if, there's, a controversial, if there's a controversial loss, half of Western Sydney is going to burn to the ground. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be absolutely <laughs> mental. If there's a six again that goes off or whatever, it's mm. like get a chopper in, pick up the refs, get them out of there. Like it's yeah, going keep to going be- west. Go out to, go out to <laughs> yeah. Penrith. You guys are both going for Penrith. I'm going for Para. All will be revealed next week. Mm, yes. And where are you going to be watching the game, Tim? Is that Have you got like – Oh, I'm going to sit on the couch and watch it with the kids. Is My that- youngest son's yeah, a massive too. Para fan. Right. Yeah. Is that going so- to be in the theatre wing of the house or – Mate, who's it's on the boat. He's got, got, got a big TV on the boat, mate. <laughs> I'm just a little struggling half Lebanese boy from the West. We'll be back after a short break, but first, here's my great mate, Daryl Big Man Brumman. Panthers fans, it's time to get excited. They're going to win another grand final. How good's this? I know Parramatta think they're going to beat Penrith. <laughs> Tell them they're dreaming. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. 
In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Hey, this is Rob Shahady, and I want to give a big shout-out to the Eels. I want to wish you all the best. We know you're going to win the grand final, and if you do, we're not going to burn down the stadium like they did in 1981, but we're all going to do a celebration burnout. Up the eels. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. We are the Eels from Parramatta. We're getting better. We're going up, up, up. This is Joe Abbey from Nine. The Eels, this is our year. The boys are awesome. We can do it. Friday, that means it's Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Luca, boy, oh boy, no, no Melbourne demons last week, but uh, it was a demon of a result for the Sydney Swans. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? And for footy in general, all the neutrals, I think, were having a hard time with that game anyway, trying to care about it, pick a side, and then to have it go that way, just, by God, mm. no fun, no fun at all. Well, I, I finally put that game in the back of my mind, and you come on, Luca, and just reminded me of it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Fish and chip shop paper now, Shana. It is, mate. It is. <laughs> now, look, there's still plenty going. Plenty of rumours floating about too post-season. Yeah, there's a fair bit going on with the trades and everything. Um, probably the biggest news is as of just last night, uh, Essendon have a new coach. Their search is over, mm. which is good. They've appointed Brad Scott, um, obviously two-time premiership player. He's working until the as the head of the AFL or head of football at the AFL until recently and obviously used to coach the uh, the Kangaroos from 2010 to 2019. So I think that's a good appointment for them. There was a lot of chat floating around. Obviously, James Hurd put himself forward for the job. Uh, I'm glad it didn't end up with Hurdy, to be honest. Um, I love him, but I mean, last time he was there, we ended up with the drug saga and he had some pretty serious mental yes. health issues. So I think what Essendon needs right now is less attention, less scrutiny, less drama. And I think the Brad Scott appointment is uh, is good for that. Um, and yeah, some player trades. And more, and more goals. <laughs> yeah, well, that, <laughs> that'll trickle down, you know, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, some uh, some player trade rumours as well. These are probably the biggest names that seem to be on the move. Uh, Brody Grundy is keen to leave Collingwood. Um, he's pretty yep. heavily linked to the D's, which would be good. I'd ha- be happy to have him at the D's. Um, he'll probably be pretty much a like-for-like replacement for uh, Luke Jackson, who's requested to leave the D's and head back west. So it looks like he'll end up with either the Eagles or Frio. Uh, Josh Dunkley as well looks to be on the move from the Bulldogs. He's pretty 
pretty certain head to Brisbane. They reckon that'll be announced within the next week or so. Uh, he just won the best and fairest at the Bulldogs, so pretty good player, and that helps him just sort of up his price tag on the way out as well. Not too bad for him. Uh, and a bit of drama surrounding Jordan Degoe, as there always seems to be. Uh, his contract's up at Collingwood. They tried to renew it, but they sort of had these weird behavioural clauses in the contract, and him and his agents weren't too happy with that. So he's checking out free agency now. He's most recently linked to the Saints. Um, I think, you know, player-wise, he'd be a good fit for them. But culture-wise, he obviously carries a fair bit of um, baggage. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dugowie and all these possible behavioural clauses. Mm. But, uh, yeah, always a lot happening behind the scenes at the trades there. Yeah, absolutely. And, look, do you think this has been trialled by media at Hawthorne? And, uh, look, I mean, the historic story at Hawthorne? Yeah, look, it's tough, isn't it? And it's going to – it feels like it's just going to get more and more drawn out and more and more messy, obviously, with uh, Clarko and Chris Fagan coming out with extra statements this week saying they deny everything and they're not happy with sort of the lack of due process have been given by the media. Like you say, it's all been leaked and released before they uh, had a chance to say much about it. I don't know. I sort of, like Eddie Betts said a couple of weeks ago, I think the best thing is to believe the people who are saying these things until everything comes out. But I think, yeah, it could have been handled a bit better by the media and it's all pretty uh, pretty murky, isn't it? Yeah, look, I, I totally agree. Look, and, and I'm not taking sides here at all, but um, just reading what Al- Alistair Clarkson said, um, it's hard not to not to believe him because he's um, he just said he had, he won't be given as you said uh, due process and and a, and a fair hearing uh, because you trial through the media, but he said he welcomed everyone through those doors and he feels you know he's gutted and feels sick and about these allegations and you know mud sticks. Yeah, absolutely, it's tough and. Yeah, I think um, what's important is that we find justice or the truth about these uh, allegations, but yep. I think it would have been a lot easier if it mm. happened a bit more behind closed doors. The public airing of it is uh, not no. good for anyone mm. on either side of it, I don't think. Yeah, it's a modern world, isn't it? It's a modern media cycle. What about the EPL? Plenty happening there. Yeah, it's all back this weekend. Obviously, they had a, uh, a weekend off for the morning of the Queen a few weeks ago, and then they had an international break this weekend. So it feels like there's been a while since there's been some EPL action, and it's back in strength this weekend. couple of big derbies. North London Derby, Arsenal against the Spurs, yes. which is good. Both started the season very well. Uh, this is first place third, and the winner of this will go onto the top of the ladder, so that's a pretty good one. And uh, Manchester Derby, City versus United. That's always pretty cracking game. Obviously, City is probably still shaping as title favourites this year, but this United team has claimed themselves up pretty well after a very rough start to the season. Um, this will be sort of their biggest test so far, so that could be a good game. Other storylines to keep an eye on is uh, Chelsea will play their first Premier League game under their new manager, Graham Potter, who they poached from Brighton, who's played their first game with uh, their new coach, Roberto De Zerbi, who's a pretty highly touted uh, coach. He used to be an Italian player and until recently he's been coaching at Shakhtar Donetsk, which is sort of the uh, the most successful Ukrainian club. Um, so Brighton's coming up against Liverpool, who also sort of will have benefited from this long break. They'll have some players coming back from injury and stuff. So yeah, a few good sort of intersecting storylines in the EPL and a few good games this weekend. Uh, good on you, Luca. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. I'll talk to you soon. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you, of course, to all our contributors today. And Luca Muller, Shad Wicker, it's been quite a show, Shane. Thanks to our sponsors as well. Yeah, fantastic sponsors. Superstars, these guys. Barclay, Pierce Capital, they're only a phone call away. Enjoy the grand final. Thanks to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back on Monday with your daily dose of sport. Come on, Penrith. See you then, guys. Take care. 
Join us for our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.